This is the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where it's all about getting the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Brought to you by Itumar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. Now, here's your host, Kevin Pruitt. Welcome to the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we talk with successful marketing experts about ways to build and grow your marketing agency. My special guest today is an international keynote speaker, host of the Partnership Unpacked Podcast, and head of strategic partnerships at Agora Pulse. Because he's also focused on developing long-term relationships, his goal is always to help you achieve your business goals, whether through awareness, leads, revenue, or anything else. Every quarter, he executes successful virtual summits that feature dozens of top experts in the industry and attract thousands of attendees. One of his professional accomplishments that highlights his devotion to relationships is the mastermind, membership group, and book deal that he was blessed to be a part of with friends and colleagues Stephanie Liu, Jen Herman, and Amanda Robinson. Join me in welcoming my friend and guest to the podcast, Mike Alton. Mike, thanks for joining us on Marketing Umbrella. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate that. And I'm really looking forward to having another conversation with you. Well, man, it's uh, it's it's funny because the state I'm from is the state he's sitting in right now. So it's uh, we, we certainly have got that that in common. But what what can you add to the bio and and current state of affairs vocationally that I did not mention? Well, one of the interesting things that I'm doing now more than ever is attending and speaking at in-person events, mm. something we didn't Most get to COVID. do very much of right. the last couple of years, but that really exploded last quarter. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, in-person events really just took off, both for me and obviously the rest of the industry. We were all locked up in multiple ways. And now everybody wants to travel. They want to be able to see each other again. Mm, and yep. so that's really created an opportunity for me, both to espouse Agorapulse and kind of manage our presence. That's one of the things that just kind of has been folded into my responsibilities at Agorapulse. If we've got a booth, any kind of a presence at all in, in a marketing event of some kind, particularly this year, I'm in charge of that. And then of course, I'm also speaking on stages, uh, talking about influencer marketing, partnership management, and so on. Well, I mean, I know why they chose you. At first of it, it's just eye candy. I mean, they want you in the booth for eye candy. But the, <laughs> after that is, I mean, you are you are such a gifted communicator, you know. So, I mean, I can tell it just listening in other interviews and podcasts that you do on your own. But um, so tell me a little bit about Agora Pulse. Just, just mm -hmm. lay the foundation. Assume we know nothing about it. Yeah, so Agora Pulse is a social media management solution. It's a dashboard. It's there for brands, for marketing agencies, where you're managing multiple social media profiles. So I'll be frank, it's not for someone who has a Twitter profile, maybe an Instagram or a Facebook page. If you, that's you, you only have one or two social profiles, keep managing them yourself, save your money. Agora Pulse is for people who've got 5, 10, 15, 20 profiles that they're managing, again, themselves, or right. you're an agency and you're managing on behalf of clients, you need a tool at that point that can schedule it for you, that can help you monitor all the activity engagement that's happening across all those social profiles. And then the mm -hmm. best part is the reports. Because again, if you're managing it for a big brand, that means you're probably reporting to the CMO yep. or head of marketing, right? And you want to be able to prove to them 
the value of the work you're doing. Or again, if you're an agency, you've got clients, you definitely need to be able to prove to them, produce a report at the end of the month that says, hey, we took care of your marketing across all of your brand channels last month. Here's what we accomplished. So we connect to your Google Analytics and we're able to pull in the traffic data and we're able to show that, okay, last month, this is all the traffic, this is all the revenue that Twitter as a channel drove for your organization. And specifically a subset of that is, these are all the tweets that we created for you or videos across multiple channels that drove this much revenue. Our own activity drove this. In fact, Kevin, Kevin was great last month. He drove $5,000 with these tweets and we are actually able to track that and see that. That's something nobody else does. So that's one of the values that Agorapulse brings to the table. I, I certainly will will affirm that because I, I was looking at a, a just a quick video this afternoon that was comparing, you know, just a just some independent, you know, marketing, you know, person out there that was saying, okay, I'm going to look at this versus you know a couple of your competitors, and it was amazing because he highlighted in his review exactly what you just mentioned. And it, it goes far beyond the vanity metrics, you know, just, just where you actually can drive down to usable and, and real-time data, you know, and tie that to revenue. And it's, it is really a, it's a, it's a unique platform. And so how did you, how did you end up at Agora Pulse? Oh my gosh. Well, it's funny because this ties into the relationship building that you mentioned mm -hmm. in the introduction, how important relationships are to me, uh, to people in my industry. And so we got to go back to 2016. That's when I was five years in on the social media hat. I'm blogging. I was working for a company called SiteSell at the time. I was the CMO there. And I wanted to do more in the marketing space. So I paid my own way to go to social media marketing world in San Diego. Uh, it was thousands of dollars out of pocket to buy the ticket, to travel, and drove the, the family cross country, to stay in a hotel room. Didn't know a lot of people at that event. I knew a lot of people in the industry and they'd been telling me for years, this is the event that I need to go to. So I paid my own way to get into that event. And I knew a couple of people, including Peg Fitzpatrick, who's a blogger out of New Hampshire. It was a dear friend of mine. One of the only people that I knew in person at this, and I'm a bit of an introvert. So going to an event <laughs> with thousands of people all around you was very overwhelming to me. So I would follow Peg around like a little puppy. And I wanted to just go wherever Peg went because that was somebody that I knew I latched onto. So that event, you go to rooms where there are you know talks happening, breakout sessions and so on. And then in between those, they have networking opportunities and they've got luncheons. And back then you would walk into the big networking plaza and they had these long trundle tables filled with box lunches and you'd grab a lunch and you'd sit down at a table. So again, following Peg. And Peg sees these empty tables and one table in particular, she's looking across and there's one guy sitting at this table. And back then, again, they had little flags at each table that would like denote what the topic was for hmm. that table. So if you wanted to sit down and talk to people about at that time, Google Plus or Facebook ads or, or whatever the case might be, you could pick a table and pick a topic. And this particular table, like I said, one guy, and it was just an international topic broad, whatever. So we sit down and she knows him. That's why she picked this table. She introduces me. This is Emmerich Arnaud, my friend. He's the CEO. He's, he's started this little app that you might want to take a look at. And at the time, I'd been talking about Hootsuite for yep. years, but that relationship had soured. And why is like a whole nother topic and show preps. 
but I wasn't using Hootsuite at the time and he started Agora Pulse. And so he whipped it out on his phone and showed me I was immediately entranced. It was gorgeous, way better than Hootsuite even then. This is mm -hmm. many years ago. Mm -hmm. So he introduced me to Agora Pulse. I loved it. He gave me an account. I started using it. And for the next couple of years, I talked about it. I became an affiliate and an ambassador. And then within a couple of years, he, Emmerich, the CEO, came to the conclusion, oh gosh, I've got Mike, I've got these other fantastic ambassadors um, that were paying that weren't being managed because he was running the ambassador program. And as the CEO, that meant it really wasn't being managed, nothing against him. But as a CEO, he had lots of other things to do. So in late 2017, he and I started talking about what I could do if I came on board. Hmm. ran that program wow. for him. So by yeah. 2018, so almost five years ago to the day, he brought me on. Uh, eventually, my title was brand evangelist. We've since changed that and, and morphed the position so that it's it's broader and includes our brand relationships, our affiliates, as well as our influencers. But uh, that's what happened. They brought me on 2018 to manage the ambassadors uh, that, that he'd been fostering over those past couple of years. That that is an amazing story. How you know you you were a user of the product, you know, or at least you were introduced to the product. Then you probably became a user of the product. Then you right. leveraged as an affiliate. Then and, and you said an ambassador. But I mean, it's interesting that that just the the path that was taken. So when he approached you, man, he had a track record on you. I mean, he he had seen you work. I mean, th there was probably no job interview there. It was just like, hey, I need <laughs> you to do this. You know, just just exactly. come come and have a seat in the in the you know in the HQ. But I I am interested to to kind of hear your thoughts. And you know, one question that came to mind this afternoon as I was thinking about this was, you know, social media channels have to be in kind of a constant state of evolving because then you can you can grow stale very quickly and you know be be just yesterday's news but i'm curious how the the scheduling apps the you know analytics around that kind of the support structure around social apps is also evolving so what's what's happening in agora pulse world you know in on an evolutionary state well one of the things that we have always been aware of is that brands cannot rely on a single channel, mm -hmm. not if they want longevity, not if they want to achieve success. You can't just <clears throat> hang your hat on a Facebook page and say, this is where I'm at. Because first of all, that may not be where your audience is. That may not be the only place your audience is. And we've all seen what happens when brands are subject to a particular network. That network could go away. That's happened. We've seen Blab. We've seen many other uh, you know, yeah. networks just Vine just yeah. disappear overnight, literally. We've also seen where an individual may have their own profile, their brand page, whatever the case might be, turned off, shut down. Yeah. For whatever reason. Right. Maybe it's something they did. Maybe it's a mistake. It doesn't matter if at the end of the day, you are relying on a single social profile and that social profile is banned or, or disabled for any mm -hmm. reason whatsoever. Maybe you just get locked out because you let the wrong person have access to it and they change the password. Yep. So that's the one thing we've seen is that brands need to have access to multiple social profiles. And to my point that I just made, they need to have a layer of security and control between them 
in the channel, right? So that they have an app like Agorapulse that can manage it without having necessarily direct access to the Facebook page. I can give an intern access within my Agorapulse organization to be able to post or to be able to monitor without giving them direct access, right? Like to my Twitter point. or my Instagram. Yeah. Then we also have noticed that other channels continue to come up and evolve. Mm -hmm. TikTok is the latest example yeah. of a channel where at first it seemed like a fad, much like Clubhouse, not to disparage Clubhouse, but yeah. look, the reality is Clubhouse was really interesting at the start of the pandemic when everybody craved conversation, they craved that, you know, that group call kind of vibe. That social audio phenomenon is now behind us. It's mm -hmm. not really going to come back and, and explode the way people thought it would from a long term perspective. But TikTok is here to stay. TikTok, at least for now, is as viable a channel as Facebook or Instagram, or Twitter or YouTube. So the savvy social dashboard is looking at that from a business perspective and saying our clients need that our marketing agencies need that our enterprise agencies or enterprise clients need that so we add that as a channel to the mix just like google my business is now a very viable channel and even though google has this unfortunate storied history of giving us things and then taking them away a few years later for now at least <laughs> google my business is a viable channel so we add that so those are the things that we look at as a platform as a solution what do our business customers need? What do we know that they're going to want to rely on for years, right. presumably? So we add that and we add make sure we make sure that we have not just the ability to publish and schedule, but this other feature that we've had for years that personally it's one of my favorite features is this concept of a queue where you have a bucket that is assigned to a particular particular social profile. And you've got a schedule of time slots associated with that bucket. And then as the scheduler, as the individual manager of that particular brand, all I have to do is add things to the bucket. And the tool cues those things up and drips them out according to my schedule. So if I have an article that I found or an interview, you know, I go back into your podcast history and I say, oh, wow, you know, interview number 30 was perfect for my audience and I want to share it. I don't have to study my calendar and try to figure out when the perfect time to schedule that right. might be when I'm not going to conflict with something else that might be going out. If I've got a category queue just for curated content, just for interviews or just for something on a particular topic, and then I find something that fits that category, I just add it to the queue and I let the queue figure out when's the next time to schedule that out. Mm. That, love that using that feature sense. that I, I mean those those features um and it's interesting because i just saw this week that linkedin you know added a feature where you can schedule you know a post you can set a time date frame on it that but it's it's interesting that when you're describing the platform i think it's easy for especially lay lay person like myself that's not that's not a marketing expert would say okay you know you built kind of a support structure for social, you know, all the things that people need to do to be successful as far as the, the mechanics and the timing. But is there also a, an element where you are showing people how to be more effective using social channels as well? That's, is there a, is there a, an Agora Pulse learning, Agora Pulse Academy, you know, that says, here's how to do good content. Here's how to leverage 
this social for this purpose, you know, this social channel for this purpose. Is there, has that been built out or is that, is that part of the greater family of Agorapulse? There is an Agorapulse Academy, but it's not for that purpose. The Agorapulse Academy is literally how to use Agorapulse yeah. with the idea being right. your social media manager or your account rep at an agency goes to the academy, gets certification, right? Actual certified like as an Agorapulse user. Whatever, yeah. And then they know how to use the tool, just mm -hmm. like they might be a, a SEMrush certification kind of a deal. Right. But what we also have is our social media pulse community. Mm -hmm. That community is devoted to helping tens of thousands of social media managers around the world understand how to use social media in an ideal way. And this is where you'll find the kind of content that you were just asking about. We have actual, um, how do I want to put this structured training, not just like an interview like this, which is which is great. But you know, it, it's gonna be really hard for you to suss out of an interview, a series of interviews, a specific, you know, for sure, curriculum, right, we hired a collegiate professor to come in and organize our curriculum and build that structured training so that if you want to learn Facebook, or if you want to have a member of your staff learn Facebook and know the best practices and the ins and outs of really developing a strong presence on that particular platform, we've got that training. Mm -hmm. Then we've got the community that will help you really keep on top of the trends and then there's job placements and so on. So that's where I send people if they really want to know the best practices if they want to know how to best use Agorapulse on top of everything they really should know about each particular channel that they're trying to excel at. That that is uh that, that is really interesting approach. And I think, you know, it's almost like, you know, each one teach one, you know, the whole idea, you know, teach what you learn type thing mm -hmm. and share with the community. But I I mean I do like the approach and I applaud the fact that you guys are not trying to be all things to all people. You know, you because then you're like a master of none. You know, if you're if you're trying to do too much, but it's it is the it's when looking at this competitive space and this ever changing space. If you could, if you could point to one thing that would be the, what is the USP or the competitive advantage of Agora Pulse in the space? It's definitely the ROI feature. It's a, it's a patented innovation. Nobody else is doing that. And I'll tell you what's different. There are many tools on the market that support publishing of content to the social channels. And I definitely recommend that everybody try to use a tool of some kind and if, for no other reason than to limit the amount of time that you personally have to spend on each one of those platforms and give yourself that buffer mm -hmm. from having to be in the feed and being distracted by all that. But what Agorapulse does is it makes sure that every single link that is shared is automatically shortened and tracked. Because we did the research and we found that 98% of the links that were being shared to social media were not being tracked. Mm. We're posting to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to Twitter, even to Pinterest and other kinds of platforms. We're sharing links, but it's just what we call a naked link. It's a direct URL yep. to a product, an article, a webinar, whatever the case might be. And it's not tracked, which means we don't know if anybody clicked on that link. If we just rely on Google Analytics, Google Analytics mm -hmm. says, hey, you got 10,000 visits from Facebook last month. And we're like, yay, great. Whose links? <laughs> Where did those Which come posts? from? Right. We have no idea because that all that data gets aggregated into a single bucket. It all came in through social media. It was all mm -hmm. Facebook. 
Now, when you begin to track your links, now you can separate. Here's what everybody else shared to Facebook or Twitter, right? People are tweeting links to our content. Great. That's wonderful. But what did our team do specifically? Mm, well, yeah. that traffic is now tracked and it's tracked whether they're scheduling a post and they've decided, okay, next month we're going to do a campaign that's all about this aspect of our business. And we're going to talk to this specific audience. And these are all the articles that we're going to share. Great. But what about when someone goes into the comments of one of our posts and says, Hey, do you have this solution to this problem? Or they send us a direct message and they say, Hey, Kevin, I saw that you were talking about ROI. Do you have anything for me? I'm in the nonprofit sector and I really would love to work with my, you know, nonprofit clients. Do you have anything for me along those lines? And you like, yeah, absolutely. I do. Here's a link to our latest white paper. If you're using Agora Pulse and you're monitoring all of your posts for comments and all the direct messages that come in through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram, wherever the case might be, and you're sharing links, they're all automatically shortened and tracked. We're automatically adding UTM wow. parameters from campaign source and medium down to an individual post ID that's unique to that very specific link. And you can tweak those if you want, or you can have a default set uh, of UTM parameters. You don't have to understand UTMs. You don't have to understand Google Analytics. You can just make sure it's set up right. Make sure you've gone into your Google Analytics in the initial setup phase, or you've got someone on your team that went and decided, these are our goals. These are the things that are important to us, whether they're sales, signups, email subscriptions, whatever's important to you about your website, you just tell Google Analytics, this is important. This is what it's worth to us. If it's a sale, great, what's the dollar amount? If it's a contact lead, you know, somebody is reaching out because they want a phone call. Okay, what's that worth to your business? You just tell Google Analytics. Then we connect to Google Analytics and we pull in all that data and we're able to say, great, out of all of your Twitter activity last month, your website generated $5,000 worth of activity. We just saw this, it was so interesting. Our CEO was sharing this morning that somebody signed up for Agorapulse earlier this month. So they've not been a customer for less than a month, mm -hmm. but they connected their social profiles, they connected the Google Analytics, and we saw that their Twitter profile, well, back up, we saw that out of all their social channels, they generated, I think it was $50,000 worth of revenue from Twitter. And then there's a toggle that will that you can do with inside of Agora Pulse's reports that'll show here's all of your ROI. And here's exactly what you did. We call it your social ROI. Those are the links that you specifically shared. And when they toggle that on, they can see that on the night of uh, the Georgia collegiate football right. championship game, they must have been sharing some links to collegiate gear or, or something like that. But they shared a couple of tweets that night. And it was like those tweets that drove thousands of dollars of revenue because they just went gangbusters that particular time. They're able to see that. And that's without reports. tagging it to the, the college football. I mean, was was there a hashtag, you know, UGA football or whatever on top of that? Yeah, there might have been. Just the keywords that, that yeah. were catching that. So that would have been smart. Yeah. Uh, so they're able to, you know, go back to their boss and say, hey, look, yeah, 
we earned our keep that night. We drove this much revenue for the company off of that channel, which was, that's what stood out to us was Mm -hmm. that we don't typically see Twitter as a uh, really profitable channel, but it was for that particular client. It, it seems like that, that the differentiator is that, that you're like parsing the granularity out of just d- data buckets. It's almost like micro A-B testing, you know, on a, yeah. you know, just on a, on a consistent, continuous basis. And um, I, I could see that, that that is truly an added value. It's not just a utility anymore. It's just not a utilitarian functionary application. It actually has you know, measurable ROI. It's not like, well, yeah. you know, we pay to somebody to clean our building, you know, because right, it needs right. to be done, you know, as a need, marketing agency, schedule posts, you know, yeah, as a marketing agency, you can now generate a report for your clients that says, yeah, we gained this many followers. Sure. We got this much engagement, you know, and our, our tweets and our social posts got this much visibility, but it also drove this much traffic and this much revenue. Mm. So now there's no question about the value that we were presenting. When it was just engagement, the client could always come back to you and say, oh yeah, but what's that worth to me, really? Yeah, you got this many views and this many impressions last month, but what was that really worth to me? How much business did I actually drive? And we couldn't answer that question, Mm. but now we can. That, you actually answered my next question because I I was going to have you and and you can still add to this, but just really drive home the value of using the tool as a marketing agency owner, as a, as a, you know, from a, it, 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 you mentioned the, the whole idea of, I can actually show you the impact, you know, the financial impact of this. Is there anything else that, that other than just you know, it's, it's got a beautiful user interface that it, it works, you know, what else is, is kind of interesting and, and new, you know, from a feature standpoint at Agora Pulse that, that really would be attractive to me as a marketing agency owner. Well, the other thing that we usually hang our head on is the fact that we've got the number one rated support in the industry. And that's not just our internal customers. It's not us saying that that's G2, that's Capterra. So what that, tells a marketing agency what that tells an enterprise client is that when something goes wrong and we all know things go wrong it will happen (laughs) on our end on the tools end, on the social networks end. there's multiple points of potential failure there when there is a problem of any kind i at least know i can rely on agora pulse to get back to me quickly to take care of me to help me with empathy understand here's what the issue is. It was on our end. It was the network. It was user error, whatever the case might be. And we'll get that fixed. We'll get that sorted out. Yeah. I, uh, I encourage our listeners to, to look Mike up on, on uh, LinkedIn and follow him because he, he posts some really interesting stuff, you know, from time to time. And, and it's been, it's been fun to kind of follow from afar, you know, the, the ideas that, that, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because you post some, some of these are, are certainly your own unique ideas and personal ideas, but then you also are, you know, really good at sharing, you know, insights that are they're kind of industry specific, but I, I mean, I could continue to ask you questions about Agora Pulse and, and just the whole space, but 
I want to shift right now and I really want to honor your time as well, but I'm going to shift into kind of the rapid fire and you're going to look at, listen to these questions and go, what in the world? What's this disparate question you're just throwing out? I mean, you know, it's like you just picked this off the internet, but there's a, there's a method to the madness behind these questions. And I, I really like, I, I love the responses, but just try to keep them short, just impulsive answers, really quick, short, impulsive answers. Did you get along with your parents growing up? Mostly. That is 98% of the responses is people <laughs> stop, they take a breath, they look, they kind of look off to go, yeah, most of the time. Or they go, are mom and dad going to listen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. to this. So yes. Do you have siblings? Yes. I have a younger sister. Do you have a pet currently? Yes. Which is? I have two cats, which I consider mine. And then we have two dogs which I consider my kids and my wife's pets. In fact, one puppy is, we've had her for three weeks and she's here in the office with me now. She's been very quiet. What a, what a great yeah, dog. Yeah, she's dog. sleeping because she's yeah. really young. And kids? Two kids. Two kids. They're 11 ages. and 8. Okay, sex. And eight. Two girls. Two girls, 11 and 8. So what time do you wake up in the morning? I get up at 5.30 a.m. every day. And you go to bed at what time? 11.30 ideal vacation spot oh my i would say a beach house secluded. anywhere secluded yeah. beach house yeah. north south east west pacific atlantic um Bali. no preference there in fact i don't even mind if it's like you know the pacific northwest or the atlantic northeast yeah the weather isn't important it's just yeah the idea of you know being close to the water and I don't even like sand, but I, I like that secluded beach. I think one of our best vacations was a secluded beach house on the west coast of Florida one year. So funny. I just spent the week between Christmas and New Year's on the Outer Banks of North Carolina in a beach house, sitting on a deck, freezing to death, just watching the waves. I don't like sand either. So I, yeah. man, I brother, I feel you <laughs> at a deep level. So how are you a person of faith? Yes, Christian. So how does that affect how you, how you conduct business? How do you, how you walk that out? Oh gosh, it's definitely an underlayer to how I approach relationships, how I approach business and, and, and personal relationships. So personal and professional. Um, yeah, it's my faith has guided the decision-making process and just the way that I treat other people and expect to be treated in return. One last question. There's one thing you could change about the business climate today. What would it be? Oh gosh, I would change how people are obsessing over the news and they're allowing it to drive their business decisions out of fear. Wow. That is, that is such an insightful point because I, I think you're exactly right. And I see it every day, I see it every day. So one thing that uh, that we haven't touched on that you just would like to wrap a kind of wrap a nice bow around this conversation today, anything that we've touched on, anything that we haven't, but just close us out with a with a good thought for our our listeners, something you think would be germane to their their station in life. Oh well, we've 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 used the word relationships multiple times in this conversation. We've only been talking for thirty three minutes. And if that doesn't explain just how important relationships are mm. to me, I don't know what else will. And I use this 
word and I and I teach this word when I'm talking to other businesses about influencers. So there's one point that I want to make. It's that if you're thinking about or if you already work with influencers, particularly in the B2B space, you need to understand how important it is to develop relationships with those individual influencers mm. in order to achieve success. If you want to use influencer marketing, you should not be thinking about paying somebody to share some tweets, paying them to send out an email. You should be looking at how do I develop a relationship with this set of people who are influential in my target industry? How do I build relationships with them so that months, perhaps even years down the road, the opportunity might come up to work on something together, to collaborate. Maybe it's a paid campaign. Maybe it's something else entirely. We don't know. Yeah. But if we go into these with relationships in mind, wonderful things can happen down the road. One thing that, that I can add to that, to augment what you just said, is that that not only is it for the current state of things, and you talked about future, it also is so important if issues come up that you need to deal with. You know, you're not transactional. You are relational in how you've developed that, that you know, that's why the word relationship, you know, that you've you developed. But Mike, that uh, what a way to way to wrap us up today. So grateful you take the time and, and just chatting with us on, on the Marketing Umbrella podcast. And it's really good to reconnect and, and really hear kind of even your own evolution within the, the marketing space and hear the, you know, some of the things that you touched on today that that uh, you might not have even said, you know, two years ago or three years ago that that are just so insightful and so helpful to, you know, our listeners that are, that are trying to to really create and grow, you know, their agencies. But once again, we want to thank you for just listening to another episode of the Marketing Umbrella podcast, where we chat with marketing experts, providing insights to help agency owners scale and grow their business. Please connect with our founder of Umbrella, Itamar Shafir at UmbrellaUS.com. Mike, thank you again, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we provide the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. To learn more, go to UmbrellaUS.com.